Billy and his brother Buddy. I've changed the names, not to protect the innocent though, because they were the bullies of the block. Growing up, they were the ones that rode around on their bike and terrorized the other kids in the neighborhood. If you saw them out and about at the park, you avoided the park. The playground, you let them have the monkey bars. Well, one day, my friend and I were out on our bikes. The details of this story are somewhat vague, but we got cornered in some way. And there was a tussle that ensued, and we were on the ground, and I remember getting a few good shots in on Buddy, and then it all broke up, and it, it just wasn't a very pleasant experience. But you knew, at least in the neighborhood that I grew up, that if someone hit you, you hit them back harder. You knew what reciprocity meant. If someone was nice to you, you were nice to them. But if they weren't, then you did not need to be nice. And in fact, you were better off if you put on the tough face and the hard exterior shell. In this morning's gospel, Jesus teaches the crowd that had gathered on the large plains, gathered to hear about the kingdom of God and what it meant for their lives. Jesus healed them, reconnected them to God, and they were thrilled, and they wanted to know what this kingdom demanded of them. And the very first part of Jesus' ethical teaching involves probably the hardest commandment of all. Love your enemies. Now, in case we want to get caught up with, well, who exactly is our enemy, Jesus defines enemy, and it's pretty broad. Anyone who speaks against you, anyone who speaks behind your back, anyone who does something that harms you, takes something from you, they are your enemy. And the world teaches us that when the enemy hits, we hit back harder. Jesus says that system of reciprocity, what good is that to you? What good is that to us who live in the kingdom of God? Now I have to say right here that this teaching over the years, love your enemy, has been misunderstood in the church combined with the prohibition with divorce. These teachings have kept people in abusive relationships. That interpretation was wrong. We ought not have told the victim to stay in a relationship, in a situation, in a household in which they were harmed. Folks, if the house is on fire, get out of the house and from a safe distance, then start to love. The gospel, the kingdom of Christ, is one that is bringing people together. It is restoring, it is renewing, it is bringing life. It is not engaging in acts of violence 
And Christians need to label that violence and to seek a path, a safe path, away from it. But love your enemy. Love the one who hurts you. Love the one who stands against you. That's a hard thing to do. It was as strange in that first century as it is today. Because that idea of reciprocity, of hitting back and harder, that is not anything new. That was a part of the ancient Roman world. It was very well structured. If someone invited you to their banquet, then you reciprocated and you invited them to your banquet. If they were kind, you showed kindness back. And the measure that you used was depending on what that relationship looked like. What it, when it worked, it works well. And it builds everybody up. But of course, human nature is such that it's broken. And so it quickly falls apart when some try to take advantage of others. When some try to exploit the weak. Reciprocity falls apart. And it gets into cycles of violence and revenge and hatred that just simmers and festers and boils over. It was true in the Roman world. It's true today. Jesus offers a different path and it begins with love. In the ancient Greek language, there were three different types of love. We just have one word in English. There was love, the romantic type. It was love, the type that you have for a brother or a sister or a deep friend. And then there was agape. Agape is divine love. It's the love that God lavishes on a creation. God love, divine love, agape, was the kind of love that God gave without expectation of return. It's the love that is selfless. It is sacrificing. It puts the other first. It's the love that sends Jesus to this earth to work and to live and to walk among us. It's the love of God that forgives not once but again and again and again. Agape. Now can you guess when Jesus is teaching and is preaching here, can you guess which word he used when he told the crowd, when he tells us to love our enemy? It wasn't the romantic one. It wasn't the friendship, the brotherly one. It was agape. And in that, we find the key to understanding this passage. Love like God loves. Love with a divine love. Love each other with the way that we have been forgiven, the way that we have been blessed, the way that God honors our lives. Those who follow, those who are disciples of Jesus are invited to get into that system of reciprocity. And as, as we give thanks to God, as we sing our praises, to reach out to those around us, to reach out to everyone and to share in that kind of mercy, gentleness, forgiveness, compassion, to be like Christ to even those we have a hard time living with. When we love 
are enemies with God's love. It is inclusive of everyone else, isn't it? Because if we can love the one that we can't imagine loving, the one that is hard, there at the far fringes of our capacity and our imagination, if we can love them, then it includes absolutely everyone. Now that is hard to do. And most of the times, we may not get anywhere near that. And that's why we need to ask for God's strength and forgiveness. We need to ask for God to show us the way to do that. As we drive around the neighborhood, maybe not on our bikes and certainly not on today on our bikes, but as we do and we encounter the difficulties and the difficult people, as we encounter, let us respond. What we say, what we think, in what we do, let us respond with God's love. For that and that alone is going to change and strengthen and bring forth God's kingdom. Amen.